Welcome to the latest recording of the Bromley Buzz podcast uh, with uh, Darren Wheel of Intune PR and Zinat Narani from Vida de la Mariposa Coaching. Yes, indeed. And uh, we'll be looking forward to taking you through the show today. Uh, we have had some developments since the last time we had. We uh, have indeed. Yeah, amongst them is that we're now available on Audible as well as Spotify and TuneIn and Podbean. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to ask you to go and randomly shout at your Alexa at home soon and say Bromley Buzz and see what happens because I we should tried be on it. This morning yeah. and it didn't, nothing happened. It didn't buzz. Well, we'll get there sooner or later anyway. I'm sure. I'll try again later on this afternoon. One thing we firmly are on, though, and this happened as of yesterday, is Twitter. Uh, Bromley Buzz is now on there, and uh, you can use the hashtag Bromley Buzz as well for what we're doing. Um, and we have a guest today. We do indeed. Yeah, we like amazing having guest. Yeah, uh, and that is, or she is, Loretta Wright of Life in Orpington magazine. Hi, Loretta. Hello, thanks for having me. Uh, real pleasure to have you on. As we will say later on, Life in Orpington magazine is uh, part of the communications landscape of Bromley. Uh, and in fact, it's one of the very best bits of the communications landscape of Bromley because a lot of it is missing. Um, but in Orpington, it's a really lovely community magazine. It binds people together. It talks about local things. There's helpful tips for things in there. Zenat's been in it, so it's obviously marvellous. Um, you put <laughs> us in the last issue as well, or current issue, I should say. So thank you yeah, very it's much a for that. Issue. Yeah, uh, and in another thing that might be an exclusive, depending on what the Business Bunker Show on Channel Radio are doing. Hang on a minute. Uh, yep, it's twenty past one uh, now. They're actually broadcasting yep, as we speak on their regular one to three Tuesday spot. Uh, this show is also going to be put out regularly on Channel Radio, uh, so thank you to them for that, and the Business Bunker and Paul Andrews and George Serkin, and there's uh, somebody else on there. Because that's where I started my radio career, Yeah, because indeed. of the Business Bunker, mm -hmm. Paul Andrews. Did you get interviewed on the Business Bunker before you did your show? Yes, I did. Ah. So I went on, I, uh, in fact, it was before the pandemic actually, I was supposed to go on, and then the pandemic happened, and I couldn't get on. So I waited and waited, eventually, when the lockdown lifted, Paul rang me and said, right, let's get you in. So I went in, did the show, absolutely amazing, as we know. And um, he then said to me, you've got a radio voice. Or a face for the radio, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> and voila, Mindset Matters was born. Yeah, and it's been doing a really good job of... Uh, addressing the stigma around mental health, mm. which is a big thing, and well-being, and uh, uh, the first three or four episodes are slightly worrying because you had like three people who'd attempted suicide out of the first five or something. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't actually continue in exactly that vein. No, there's a lot more out there than that, but that is, you know, suicide is a massive, massive topic. We're not going to go into it today, but um, it's a massive topic, and it's not spoken about enough. That's why there is such a huge worry about it. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think it's important that it's brought to awareness. Yeah. And, and having things like the, even this podcast, anything that enables people to communicate, be it one-to-one -one or on something that people can listen to in Bromley, England, worldwide, mm. it just helps bring people together and make them think they're not alone. So yes, we definitely. carry on. Uh, I have cake. You have cake. I have cake. Well, you have cake, actually. I have cake. Those, those boxes <gasps> over there, I was very he disappointed. He me every week. 
very disappointed this morning. I went to Grace Forty around the corner for my normal yes. um, sandwich and coffee and uh, some kind of cake to bring in. They're closed until I think the 13th of September, oh, no. it says on their door. Are they on holiday? So I nipped around the corner to the 1917 Chill Cafe, uh, got my hot chocolate and I got carrot cake for, for three. Oh, um, and they very kindly supplied uh, forks for it as well. So if you want to dig in at any stage and you then hear some muffled stuff going on, <laughs> you'll know why. That's relatively new as well, that um, chill cafe. What's it like? Because they've got um, a garden place at the back. Did you actually go in? I haven't really it? explored that far. I went there with um, our friend Sarah Marsh Collins of Babel Monkey Digital Marketing a little while ago. And uh, we got slightly miffed because we got sat next to a door which kept opening and um, closing and basically giving us a draft for ages. Um, <laughs> but that said, the food was nice. The ambiance in there is pretty good. Mm -hmm. And they've done a nice job on the hot chocolate and the carrot cake, which we'll discover later there on. There you go. Apparently, Moussa Abdul, mm. who's from the Imperial Real Estate, who's in the Newman Centre, has his office downstairs, uh, he knows the owner of Chill Cafe. Apparently, they're good friends. Oh, okay. Small world, isn't it? Mm. I wonder if that gets you a discount. I wonder. <laughs> Probably will. Yeah. By the way, I bought you Florentines in today. I know. I will be crunching on them during Loretta's interview um, uh, later on. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. During her interviews. Oh, yeah. oh, aren't you supposed to be listening into her interview? Talking and talking. <laughs> yeah, I hope we haven't done it yet, but guests are kind of an ideal thing for toilet breaks and all kinds of misbehaviour. Um, <laughs> Right, I was going to ask you, what's your favourite eating place in Bromley Zoo? <gasps> That's a big in. That's a big in. Uh, there's two, but I'm going to go with my most favourite food that I would, if I could eat it every day, I would, is Kobo Jones, because they do Japanese food. Oh yeah, you wanted to get them on the pod at some yes, point, Yes, they're new, you? they're independent. Uh, Michael is the owner, absolutely amazing. They do the most delicious, mouth-watering Wagyu beef. Ooh, that sounds good. And you know what? They use the actual wasabi, which is like a block, it's basically ginger, isn't it? Mm. And they grate it on a dried um, shark skin. And that's oh, how they grate it. Interesting. Yeah, but though the lady that was actually grating it, I said to her, she was explaining, this is, you know, dry shark skin, and we grate it on there. And I was like, oh, okay. I said, you didn't kill the shark for that, did you? And I think she fr I frightened her away. She didn't come back and serve me. <laughs> no, they just borrowed some skin. Animal rights. <laughs> well, we are talking about the great things of Bromley. So the you great have thing. Kobo Jones, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Sushi. Well, we go on to uh, what made uh, give us a buzz this week. I'll kick off with... A localish place down in Kent, uh, second time I mention it, Chiddingstone Castle, mm -hmm. uh, a not a national trust or an English heritage, a privately run place with interesting education programme and all that sort of thing. But at the weekend it had a Japanese festival on, a Japan, Japan festival. And I've got a couple of things from it to remind myself. And I've got the so, Gozaima. What on earth does that mean? <laughs> He's hello. Oh, hey. thank you. Okay. Uh, Wakarimas. I don't remember that. It means it came out of uh, Shogun years ago. <laughs> anyway, I have here a little flyer uh, because we tried some sake <gasps> while we were there. My favourite drink. And yeah, uh, is this the brand? Is it the type or is it some other thing entirely? Daiginjo Osakaya Chobai uh, sake was rather marvellous. So thank you guys for uh, handing that out to people. There was also the Kensei Teiko Japanese drumming. Ooh. Which is superb. I mean, that, that's really 
um, kind of reverberates through the floor and is very intense and mm-hmm. so on. Um, and the guy that was the lead of that uh, doubled up and then did a sword display. And he had various children coming up and helping With him out. With the samurai swords? Yeah. <gasps> Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, um, so he was waving this um, like five foot sword about a few inches from these poor kids' faces, and they, they took it very well, and no heads were lost in the making of the program. Uh, but it was <laughs> it was very exciting. Uh, there was, and is it still running? Uh, no, it was just a one day thing. Um, uh, that that um, I think he said he was based in Thanet, okay. so they're available there. Uh, if I can find a social media, or we'll hook up with it. So uh, there was a kimono display in the house, tea ceremony going on. Uh, the sake store, which is called Ozeki, apparently. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just a really, really Legends. good day. And, and the dance actually was at my highlight at the end uh, because the lady that was demonstrating the Japanese dance, it was extremely eloquent of feeling um, with the music that was being played. And she said that the music that was being played kind of isn't around in recorded form that much anymore. So she had this off of cassette tape which he then put onto a CD, Cassette. and now it's yes, and then it ended up on MP3 through which he played it. But wow. although she was very eloquent about this music, which was to do with the celebration, it was expressed through the dance. Mm. She could not crack a smile as part of the presentation, which I found very interesting. Okay, so uh, it reminds me of the King and I when they do their dance. No, that's not Japanese, but they don't crack a smile, do they? The King and I. Shall yeah. we dance? Shall we dance? Yes. That's as um, far as I'll go. Would you, da- would you smile if you were dancing with your Brenner? Yes. Okay. Right, moving on. <laughs> what, give me something that made you buzz this week, Z. Oh, can we go to Loretta? We, I'm we still can, trying to figure out my buzz. There's been quite a few little things. Well, how I'm not being prepared, obviously, to answer this question. So, off the top of my head, carrot cake, because I love cake. That's <laughs> giving me a buzz. Being on this wonderful show, of course, the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And picking up on what you said, Zena, earlier about the shark skin. So let me get this right. The UK government um, is going to be leading um, a new policy on the banning of finned shark export and import really? products. Um, I think we've got 80 countries on board. So they're, they're like refusing any imports, banning exports for sharks that have been finned, which I think is bloody brilliant. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah so... Um, yeah, really chuffed. Amazing, so yes. Interesting what you found, but just picking up on what you said, and it just jogged my memory about the uh, the shark product. So that's good. Good news. Yay. Yeah, I mean, one of the big themes which we're going to have from time to time is going to be environmental because people care about it so much. Mm. Um, I went to uh, buy my wife some flowers this week. This does happen occasionally. Uh, you know, some men actually do that once in thirty years but, uh, if if you're lucky. Mm. But anyway, I went to the Royal Parade in Chislehurst. Okay, so there's this florist. I go in and I think, oh, florist, flowers, in and out. No, it's a micropub with a florist booth in it, in effect. So the place is actually called the Cockpit. Uh, The florist is a sort of subset of it. It had been there 29 years already. I assume that the the whole place had been the florist hitherto, maybe. But now uh, it's a haven of... Um, unique beers mm. uh, and uh, they've got cheese platters and things like this and it's really nicely decorated uh, and I had a picture taken which I'll put on our Twitter I think is that the uh, one that you um, sent to us yeah. over WhatsApp yeah this was mm. great you see because I had a picture of uh, Kerry the florist holding the flowers which my wife ended up with mm. 
And I said to Debbie, the main lady in the beer part of uh, there, oh, um, it'd be a good idea to have a bottle of beer or something in your hand. Uh, <laughs> so she came over with a pint, uh, took the picture, and then she gave it to me. Lovely. Now, I'm not much of a beer man, but it was, uh, it was very fruity, and I liked it a lot. I do like a fruity thing. And uh, there's, um, it's called too. The Pit, and it's the only place you can buy it, that beer. Nice. Mm, interesting. So you two birds on stone then. Exactly. But do you think that's kind of a, a sort of a, what do they call it, a, their master plan so that you go in for a beer and as you're sitting there for a man, they say, oh, Floris, maybe I should get my <laughs> wife some flowers Quite while I'm sat here. That temptation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, for, for my present company, I should also say it uh, has a nice like, wide wine list on the wall as well. Mm. Mm. Champers as well? Um, well, we'll find out, won't we? We're going there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ask for much, do I? <laughs> right. Well, that's obviously a future buzz for Z. Any others you'd like to throw in, or are you going to pass it back to Loretta again? Am I going to pass it to Loretta? Actually, my buzz was that I actually caught up with a friend of mine who I haven't seen in ages, well, since the lockdown happened, and she literally lives, literally a three-minute walk from me, believe it or not. How bad is that? But the buzz was... Finally got to see her, which was amazing. Spent time catching up and all of this. And she's got the most gorgeous, gorgeous baby kitten. And I'm getting all gooey. It was great. Oh, my God. I just wanted to kidnap it. And it just reminded me of when I had uh, my Police, cats. are you listening? <laughs> I'm not the catnapper. <laughs> it was absolutely gorgeous. They grow so quickly, though. They do. And yeah, I was just in heaven. I got a couple, like, five months ago, and, like, in the space of two weeks, they just went, whoop, and then yeah. suddenly cats. So. And you're thinking, well, where'd the time go? Yeah. A bit like with children, right? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know because I don't have children, but you, you <laughs> would know, children. and you would know. <laughs> but, yes, that was my buzz, I think, the biggest highlight for me, catching up with my friend who I haven't seen in ages, and seeing the kitten, and then thinking, I think I need to get a pet. Ooh. Well, I can't get you a pet, but I could get you a sandwich. Uh, which brings me nicely onto another buzz of mine here. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to Nicola in the Mustard Sandwich Bar in Southborough, which is also the first time we mentioned Southborough on this show, and we're trying to cover all of Bromley, so yep. uh, good there. I like the name. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give you put you on the spot here. Here's their menu. Pick your favourite sandwich, and in a moment you can tell me which one it is. But before then, when I went in there, I got an order for myself and some other people. And I'm going to mention one of the things, because basically what they do is um, cooked meat with various fillings and on doorstep bread, be it brown or white. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're just very large and it's like a two-meal sandwich. But this order had, one of them was a gammon with two times sweet potato mash, two times coleslaw um, with it as well. And it's not the ordinary kind of coleslaw. It's the more purple one with the red cabbage in, which is kind of nicer. Okay, I don't do coleslaw, okay. so... Uh, two times crispy onions and apple sauce, the person that had that sandwich Ew. did. <laughs> okay, but that may have given um, Loretta enough time to work out a favourite by I now. Have. I've got my favourite. It's the second one down, jerk chicken, sweet mash, coleslaw and crispy onions. I really like the sound of that. Yeah, well, I'm going to be going back there and again, and I mm. think uh, other people might do so as well. There's usually a queue for some reason. I'll have to check out this one. Mm. It's not far from here. I was actually on Southborough Lane on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, it's on the little um, oh. Southborough bit itself there. Okay. The, the end closer towards um, Petswood? Yes. 
Okay, I will yes. take a look. On the left as you're going from Bromley down towards Petwood. Petswood. So near the library then. I know where you are. Yes. Do we deliver yeah. there? Uh, we do deliver there, yes. Life in Orpington magazine? Yes. Life in Orpington <laughs> magazine. I've got a funny joke about do you deliver? When I can't remember who it was a radio station years ago and do you deliver? Do you deliver? <laughs> like do you, you know get it? I thought <laughs> See I got the joke. Rattan Lele. Are you listening? I got the that joke. Was, that was a Darren joke. That was a Darren joke, wasn't it? Because <laughs> I don't get jokes often. We're not, we're not introducing a Darren joke section. I do want to keep this oh, broadcast let, going. Know, let's please, please, please. We've got to. Right, breaking up the uh, shout-outs and so on, um, your affirmation book on Amazon, uh, we can have something out of that or your general affirmations, things that people say to themselves to help their morale and good feelings each week. Uh, what would you like to give us this well, week, Z? This week, I would like to um, put out a thought and reflection question out of my book because it's not just affirmations, it's also empowering questions to get people thinking. And I posted this one this week because I do one every week. And this one is What kind of reoccurring situations or people do you attract? And how does this inform you and empower you? Mm. Mm. Or possibly it would be the opposite. It might uninform you and disempower you yeah. if you keep attracting disaster zones and so yeah. on. But that's another way to look at it. Mm. Um, you know, look at the people that don't fit well into your life, that bring you down. And that's a real hard decision to make, but sometimes yeah. it's about removing those people mm. from your path. Yeah, Maybe for a short period of time. Till you feel empowered to let them back in. Mm -hmm. It's a hard one. I've done it before myself. Not easy. But you know what? It does the world of good. Yeah, I did something similar recently. Um, mm. So yeah, reflection question. And I think um, the next couple of months is all going to be about reflection questions. Okay. Well, back to the, the shout-out sequence, as I'm going to call it now. Uh, I'd like to give a mention to Scott, the owner of the Orpington Cafe and Record Store in Orpington, which is a place I'm very fond of and go in there quite often. They have an upcoming supper club um, from the 1st of September, amusingly named uh, Welcome to the Costa del Orpington. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I've given the menu to Z to pick out a couple of her favourite from, including possibly one cocktail, which we laughed about earlier. Yeah. Uh, well, the one that you laughed at, and which I'm going to have to say, aren't I? Yes. Which I can say it for you if I have to. Which you actually laughed and said, would well, it be the perfect one for me? I don't know what, what you're thinking. But anyway, is Sex in the Walnuts. <laughs> Shopping centre, just to add the that bit center. there. Yeah. The Orpingtons take on the summer classic with Stoli vodka, or Stoli vodka, uh, cranberry juice and Archer's peach snaps. Hmm. I think Scott and the team wanted to get away this summer and couldn't, hence the Costa del and the, you know, all the cocktails. Mm. And they brought the holiday to Orpington, didn't they? But do you know which one I like, actually? Go on. French Riveria. Oh, I didn't quite say that right. Over <laughs> <laughs> there. French River <laughs> Yes, this is the Bromley Buzz meets the Goon Show. <laughs> well, it's a millionaire shortbread creme caramel, creamy custard tart. Oh, I don't like the creamy custard tart. I do. I'll uh, split it with you. Well, I'll take that with you. I'll give that bit to you. Thank you. With chocolate sauce and toffee sweets served on a buttery biscuit base. Mm. Well, I think you definitely did that justice, see. <laughs> 
And there are indeed main courses and starters in all of there that as are. well. Uh, the yeah. other one that you really liked on the main course was Jamaica Me Crazy. Yeah, because I like a pun. What is Jamaica it? Jamaica Me Crazy. What is it? That's jerk chicken rubbed mm -hmm. in chili and spice, served in a brush, a brush, a brioche, brioche, bun with pineapple salsa, lime mayo, and paprika veggies. That sounds amazing, apart from the pineapple, because that, I'd have an allergic reaction if I had that. Bromley Buzz, the pickiest show on the web. <laughs> uh, right, and a, a little shout-out from me. Uh, a, a friend of mine who lives in Orpington, uh, his name is Steve Anthony. He's a DJ on Radio Caroline. Uh, which of you have heard of Radio Caroline? I haven't, but I've heard of Steve Anthony. I was th thought you were talking about the singer. Okay. Um, have you heard of the film The Boat That Rocked? Yes. Yeah, well, Radio Caroline uh, is the story that was based on. Because it was like the first pirate radio in the North Sea. Uh, the manager of Georgie Fame um, refitted a ship, put a radio mast on it, put it into the North Sea at a time when there was barely any decent new music coming out. Uh, and uh, pirate broadcast into the UK ended up with somewhere between 10 and 25 million listeners back in the 60s. Wow. The BBC and the government got so cross about it, they passed an Act of Parliament to stop them in the end. Uh, the original boat sunk, um, but there is still a, a Radio Caroline ship, an ex-North Sea trawler, which is currently in an estuary in the, um, Essex somewhere. And uh, Steve Anthony was apparently up there at the weekend, and he has his regular show, which you can hear on the internet, uh, and indeed, uh, if you're lucky actually, on some local AM, I think, um, Tuesdays, no, Thursdays, between 2 and 6 p.m., uh, and it's all playing album music and so on and so forth. I got quite a good listening in listenership in America Fantastic. as well. So well done to Steve Anthony. Keep it going. Mm. Um, and the Lift Each Other gym on Saturday between 12 and 4 have an open day, yep. which Z may well be visiting, um, and you can fill us in on the Lift Each Other gym again. Yeah, so they're do having their open day. There'll be lots of um, competitions. You can go in there, uh, work talk to the PT trainers, try out some of their sessions, get a real insight to what it's all about. And obviously they'll be throwing in some um, special offers on that day. I'll be there hopefully um, talking about and sharing insight to the life coaching and mindfulness um, part of the gym because they want to integrate both those parts, not just the physical fitness, but also the mindset and how it affects your life. So there's um, various packages. Um, yeah, come over, have a chat with me as well. Have a chat with everyone there. And um, it's going to be a great day. Absolutely. Yeah. It's something that a lot of gyms don't have. It's unique. And uh, Neil Scott is doing an amazing job um, launching this. Um, like we mentioned on the last um, podcast, he you know, started this at the height of the, pi mm. well, the, height of the pandemic. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, so uh, he's done really well. So well it's, done. Yeah, it's really good in there. It's great. It's it? fantastic. Mm. Absolutely fantastic. Meanwhile, because uh, you've been punching there, haven't you? <laughs> yes, um, I've been using their punch bag a little bit, and uh, I had a, a fitness. Yes, I had a fitness assessment the other day. I only discovered my knee isn't up to it at the moment. But as Neil alarmingly put it the other day, there's lots of things you can do without your knees. Right, are we, we're not going to go there, are we? Uh, no, in actual fact, if you think about it though, right now the Paralympics are running. Yeah. There's people in there that um, don't have that but are still doing stunning things athletically and good yeah. luck to them. Speaking of which, mm. the Paralympics, um, I can't remember his name, but 
the only reason because I quickly whizzed through it. But my old college, Dubai College, um, where I used to, uh, where it was my secondary school, they've just had one of uh, the students from there in the Paralympics who's won. That's amazing. From the college I used to go to. And then before that, four years ago, there was a guy who did the karate. Yeah. For the Olympics. And he came out of the college that I went Isn't to. It? It's always nice to hear. It's so lovely. I'm so proud of the here. college I went to. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah that's and it's still one of the top five colleges in the UAE in Dubai. Sorry. Well, what, one of the, oh, it buzzed me. It buzzed me. Yeah, there you go. Buzz. One of the things I was doing last night when I was uh, starting off our Twitter, the Bromley Buzz, was following local schools. Because um, some of them have, some of them seem to go mad on Twitter and have department after department after department on there. <laughs> Others are not on there at all. Um, I think Newstead and maybe Bromley High are two of the ones which are quite keen on using their Twitter. Crofton Junior School have always been brilliant. They, they're always putting out jokes and, you know, GIFs and they're really, really proactive actually um, on social media as a whole. But, um, but yeah, there's, there's some that aren't and some obviously that, that are. But well, it's not going to be too long, I hope, before we get some school children, whether it's primary or senior school, sixth formers, whatever, onto the Bromley bus because we want to pull in all ages Great here. Great idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in fact, we did do, in an earlier life, a broadcast with... Uh, Joe Johnson when he was MP for Orpington and Eusted Wood School children mm-hmm. and that kind of thing can happen again on here. Right, um, next yeah. event, Open House London if you were to look that up on the internet and search within it Royal Bell. The Royal Bell has basically been an empty hotel in Bromley for 10 years. Grade 2 listed building uh, built in 1898 as a coaching inn, one of three in Bromley. And it's being brought back to life by a local uh, gentleman called Gary Hillman. Mm. And on Saturday, uh, the 4th of September and Sunday, the 5th, between 10 and 2, uh, it's open, or part of it is open, the former ballroom and function rooms, uh, where you can see history displays and future proposals. So I'm going down to see that on one of those two days. Uh, there is actually a, a, a run over with the lift each other gym thing, so that might conflict on one of the days. But so know, that, that something again? that has been something has been a kind of an eyesore, frankly, for ten years being revived like that is well, exciting. It gives me a buzz. It is because it? it's been close. It's literally on the corner, right opposite. Um, near near us here in Newman. Oh yes, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I used to go there when it was a pub. Amazing staircase, like dual staircases going up. Yeah. That's when I used to go there, and there used to be a lot of trouble there at one point. So mm. it got closed down. I yeah. think they lost their license. But and ever since then, they've been trying to build and build and build and build. Right. Um, yeah. Well, it's nearly over the line. I know people that have been employed mm. locally building it as well, and of course that means it's creating jobs too. It is. So yeah. it is. It's all good. I'm just delighted they're there and doing that. I mean, I love that place. I love going in during the weekdays and just having um, a drink. You just order it on your app. And Mm. the food is lovely. I mean, it's just quick, easy food as well. But it's tasty. Their Argentinian chorizo is like, (laughs) mmm, buenísimo. (laughs) (laughs) Right, uh, that uh, brings us on to uh, our guest now. Uh, who could actually do what we've been doing and talk about food and drink for about the next half hour. And cake. <laughs> yeah, and cake. cake. <laughs> yeah. um, so, I, Life in Orpington magazine, uh, as I said earlier on, uh, because I'm a local resident myself, it means something to me uh, as well. So I'm very happy to have you here so early in the life of this show. Um, can you tell us, Loretta, about 
um, about the startup of Life in Orpington. Where did it come from, and uh, how's it been going? How long, you, how long have you been doing? I've got a lot of issues. At home. You should have a lot of issues. So we've been going for uh, two and a half years now. Um, it's probably best to answer this question if I take you back through my history, uh, my career as a journalist. So I've worked as a trade journalist uh, predominantly and always been interested in writing. In fact, I remember when I was seven or eight and I used to do a family newspaper um, and I used to write in it about how my brother had beaten me up that week and I'd deliver it to my parents. <laughs> and, you know, I, I can still remember, my, you know, my dad kept some of these little family newspapers, just a bit of paper stapled together, obviously. But obviously, you know, my interest in news, as it were, um, stems right back to childhood. Um, I was blogging, uh, I was writing for another magazine about travel because that's, you know, what I, I've been in the travel industry for many, many years, working as a travel editor up in London and um, writing a, a travel page for a, another magazine which unfortunately closed down. So myself and then uh, Nikki Grant, uh, one of my friends, said, let's hook up, let's get together, let's launch a new magazine. You know, this one's closing. It'll be a shame not to bring something to the local community. Um, Nikki was doing the graphic design. I'm doing the editorial. It was a match made in heaven. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the rest is history. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, two and a half years. So, and counting. So. That's incredible. Yeah. So what would you describe as some of the highlights, apart from simply starting at all? The highlights for me, oh, there's been so many. I think what I love most about my job, apart from the writing, because that is my passion, it's meeting people, people like you. You know, You're such a people person anyway. I just so love it. So it's just it great, isn't it? You know, you, you meet these people and then you become friends with them and that's even nicer, isn't mm. it? It's not just a passing acquaintance. You actually get to know people, get to know the community, get to know local businesses. You know, it's about keeping your ear, your ear on the ground, really, and, you know, finding out people's pain spots and you know mm. and I suppose just knowing what's going on locally and feeling part of the community there's nothing like feeling part of a, when you go out and you recognize people and you talk to people and you really feel I don't know it gives you a buzz it really mm. does it give you a buzz. buzz there you go so wrap it in with the Bromley buzz it's you know and that's to me why I, I love doing it so much so when you talk about the highlights there, hi there have been so many um one of them recently, let me give you an example. So um, we interviewed a seven-year-old Arthur, who um, he's a young entrepreneur. He was uh, trying to save the bees, and um, he, he hand-makes local products. So he mm. makes um, soap. He's started doing honey plants, and I think recently candles. And um, I've been uh, having a chat with uh, Brightwater. It's um, an above-ground uh, burial place over mm -hmm. in, in Orpington and they were wanting to you know team up with um, an, an Orpington business to present small gifts to visitors that would actually mean something and I suggested that they get in touch with young Arthur because you know it would mean so much to him as a young he's only seven years old entrepreneur you know making his own products and trying yeah, to save the bees as well oh yeah um in fact I think it's be be a real hero is his website be as in oh, a lovely name um which is lovely isn't it and he in my eyes is a, is a little hero and I just thought I've got to hook these guys up and it was so lovely and it's only happened very recently and they've got together and Brightwater is now commissioning Arthur to make candles. So what they've done is they've picked lavender from their grounds to mm -hmm. give Arthur to make into candles and, you know, to incorporate into his products so that they can give us gifts. And it's just about that local businesses supporting and each helping other. each other. It's lovely. 
Well, you gave me an introduction to Love the Beat Radio I as well. Do you want to uh, talk about that? I love Ed. Ed, Ed's my man. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's a, uh, he's um, yeah, he's very, he's young. Another young entrepreneur. Um, you know, a guy in his twenties. I think he actually works as a prison officer. He works with young offenders. Um, and he's got this, um, you know, passion to, to start this radio station. And um, and what what he's trying to do a lot of the time is introduced when you mentioned about getting young people involved and he wants to do the same but what what he's done is set reading challenges mm. so you know for, for kids that have been struggling to to read or write he's been setting them challenges and getting them to come on air and read just that's to fantastic. boost their confidence i mean what a guy that's just amazing isn't uh, yeah. it yeah and that's such a booster i mean because yeah. at least you know if they're lacking confidence they don't have to look at the people which mm. will kind of distract them as well and make them sort of more nervous they're on the radio they can't see them and they're free to read exactly that's amazing yeah so uh, so i do hope that you guys can you know again help one another you know that's what ed and i spoke about mm. it is all about you know just picking out areas that you think okay you can collaborate on or you know someone and it's all about that connections isn't it networking so. well at the very least we now have shared him and what he does. Yes, so exactly. We, we made a start on we that We did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we came well aware. <laughs> yeah, uh, we made uh, what might be an exclusive announcement about Channel Radio earlier on. I think you were going to introduce another. I was. Thank you, Darren, for mm. remembering, because I almost forgot, you know, what my memory's like. So <laughs> thank you so much. Yes, um, so I'm using uh, the Bromby Buzz to announce. Mm. Um, you heard it here first that I am going to be launching Life in Bromley in March next year. So, yeah, really excited about it. It was meant to happen earlier, but obviously didn't for, you know, pandemic reasons. Um, but, yeah, I'm just so excited that I'm able to bring it to Bromley. So, yeah. Absolutely amazing. And, you know what, it's definitely needed here. I mean, I've spoken to lots of people and they, um, because they know that I help you distribute the Life in Orpington magazines. And they're like, we haven't got anything like this in Bromley. No. So... You know, there's going to be a lot of excitement, a lot of um, engagement, and I think people are going to reach out for it. Because you have a particular rule with life in Orpington, which I I assume you're going to apply, and that's to do with the proportion of adverts to... what I would describe as proper content by comparison. <laughs> as a journalist, that's so important to me. I remember years ago having this argument with the sales department and they were, you know, we're the most important de- department. And I would say, no, editorial is. If people are not going to read it, they're not going to pick it up. Those adverts won't get seen. It has to have, you know, mm. edit something as substance, something that people would... I remember last week on the last podcast, you were talking about the money savers mm-hmm. that we did in, in the September issue. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. You, you know, if just for hearing you say that and you'd read it and it interested you, so that's exactly what I want readers to do. Look at it, look at the cover. There's some great content in here. We'll pick it up and, you know, we have found that people do tend to keep hold of it. So that will always be my... my uh, rule, if you like, going forward is that I don't exceed the, the 50% editorial content ads because it has to have that balance, I think. Yeah, that's important. Tell me about your video side. <laughs> the video the video side, I've always been into uh, vlogging and then in lockdown I was watching a YouTube channel of this guy who was going around on super yachts filming the, you know, how the other half lives and I, and I sat there to my husband and I said, do you know what, I could do that. I said, I would love to do that for houses because I've got a passion for interiors. And he said to me, well, why don't you? And then since I started announcing that I'm going to start doing videography, (laughs) (laughs) I hope my feet haven't touched the floor. I didn't do one house, of course. You know, it was just small businesses. Oh, people saying, can you do me for a couple of minutes, you know. 
and, and that went on for a year and I loved it. So that's how I got into the videography. But um, hopefully, you know, taking um, Life in Orpington forward and launching Life in Bromley under the Lunar Creative Media umbrella, I'm going to look at incorporating videography going forward. So how how I do that, I'm not quite sure yet, but, you know, that's to come in the future. But I, I do, I love it. It's There's something about videos and it? it just... Um, Captures the imagination, it so and more so emotions. You can re- relate to it so yeah. much more as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's just a lot to be said for following your passion. Yes, exactly. Mm. Yeah, and then when you do your passion, it doesn't feel like a job, does it? It's, no, you know. <laughs> well, it's not supposed to really. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it leads to other things, like you said. You know, you love interiors, but it didn't take you towards interiors. It took you towards doing businesses instead yeah, so yeah. you it opens up so many doors and possibilities yeah yeah absolutely yeah even just you know youtube channels social media obviously is mm. you know huge and there's a lot of video content on there who knows what you know what will happen in the future but yeah i've got to keep an open mind about it i think and like you said i love doing it so why not so just to clarify more for me on the lunar creative media how do you spell your lunar lunar is l-u-n-a and uh where did it come from it's my kids initials mixed together lewis and nadia so that's, ah, uh, yeah and it means moon and it means moon and i, I love the, the moon, moon you know yeah. so that I, when i thought of it i thought yep yeah, it's very fitting so yeah oh. luna yena full moon mm, there you go yeah. full moon of children <laughs> love it well thank you for joining us um, much appreciated. Thanks so much uh, for having me. This brings us on to the part of the show where I try to get in our websites again and um, things start to happen at Z's <laughs> instigation. Uh, so Shall I, I let I, you I, off I was, this week? No, you can do what you like. I, I will try and start <laughs> with... Yes, uh, this has been today's Bromley Buzz uh, with Darren Wheel of Intune PR, www.intunepr.co.uk with... A new pub that's opened. Uh, (laughs) Used to be the sports bar on East Street. Yes, thank you, legendary person. (laughs) Called the Art of Duke. So I'll be going down there to find out a little bit more about them. Mm. Hopefully. Um, Looks amazing. Absolutely amazing. Right on the corner where the partridge is in Bromley. Mm. Used to be the sports bar. Looks Mm. fantastic. Oh, I know the sports bar. Assuming it's the one that's very close to Primark again. Yes. The Primark, the landmark of the Bromley. The landmark. I wish it wasn't the landmark, but unfortunately it is the landmark because <laughs> it's smack bang there. Uh, no. So I'm Zinat Narani of Vida della Mariposa Coaching. Shall I say it one more time for Go you, Loretta? I love it. Vida della Mariposa. Oh, and <laughs> my website is www.zinatnarani.com. Indeed. Uh, Over to you. <laughs> Over to me. Um, I'm going to go back to Loretta before we do our buzz out, which we instigated for the first time last week. Uh, would you like to talk about our spinning chair moment? <laughs> yes. How, how we abused the furniture of well, um, the Newman flexible workspace without causing any damage whatsoever, because we were under the eagle eye of Jaya. Did at the you time. not see the oh, yes, um, hidden were. camera in the corner there? On oh the no. Shortly followed by a different kind of buzz and a bunch of uh, thugger-like people coming in with batons in their hands. 
Go on, um, what did we do? Well, yeah, I'm a big kid at heart, and I, I saw these spinny chairs in here, and I thought, I can't help myself, I'm going to spin on them. So um, I got Zena and Darren to spin with me, so we had a little spin, got a bit dizzy, mm. and then Darren then roped me into some row, row, row your boat. <laughs> oh yeah, his classic row, row, row your boat. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, anyway, I hope that uh, the Bromley Buzz has floated your boat this week, right. and uh, on that note, we're going to try and uh, do the, the sound out. Uh, with a joint buzz. So on the on the three. One, two, three. Must be a bit of a or something in there, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and thank you and good night.